Hey, question. Do you actually get to see the three seconds as well on your side, or is it just me? We're recording, I think that's by the just way. you. Yes. Oh. It's, like, it's really cool. I, I didn't it's like see three, the camera. two, one, and then it's recording. I was like, I wonder if I'm... Hi, George. Nice. Hello. Anyway, this is the um, behind While the you do this beginning part, I'm going to really click close my windows because I hear my neighbors and I don't want it to... I got you. Wait just a second. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, so we're just hanging out, sitting here. Uh, we're about to record Jane Austen. Um, I have a cat on my lap, and she's not like, no, don't rub on my microphone, Kitty. What are you doing, Jora? Stop. Jora, uh, I gotta, I gotta get a better place to record. Hello. Um, I'm gonna sit here, do nothing. Uh. Oh wait, we can pause. All right, we're live again uh, after my cat stepped on me. Um, so uh, today we're actually recording Jane Austen. Uh, I have my friend Kitty with me. Um, I have to ask, um, you are the first person to actually get the choice of who you were doing. Um, Helena did not, she did not vote for Queen Mab. I told her she was doing Queen Mab because I'm like, no, no, no. you need to embrace confident women and there's no one more confident than queen mab she knows she's powerful um and the other one is uh my buddy I, as i already mentioned uh, he i just messaged him and was like hey bro you want to be on a podcast playing dracula and he was like fuck yes i do um so you actually got to choose who you wanted why i i just want to know why jane austen um gosh i just okay <laughs> So I had a funny conversation with my mother the other day regarding this podcast that I was telling her about how you had asked me to do this and that we had talked about Jane Austen and other writers. Um, and the question she posed to me was, did you, have you read enough Jane Austen to do this? And I was just like, uh, well, luckily he did enough research all by himself. So it worked out. But for me, I guess it popped into my head because uh, Pride and Prejudice is actually my favorite like singular novel um yeah. and i just the book and like what it speaks to and how and then from a writer's point of view right is um how it's structured and the character developments or the lack thereof or whatever um she's just very she's just kind of a badass <laughs> um, yeah so she's definitely someone um who i guess romance wise i definitely hope to sort of emulate in my own writing someday yeah uh, the one I'm, I'm not gonna lie like uh i've never actually read jane austen per se uh, i know who she is um my in-laws are insanely like love her well my mother-in-law does um apparently my wife has seen all of the pride and prejudice movies all of them get it she has seen some old one like super old one uh-huh. uh, a couple of super old ones uh, this one that's really famous from the 80s and apparently one, I don't know when it came out but it's like super girly, like everything's pink and shit. I don't wow. know what the hell, not seen it. But yeah, like it's, yeah. And and all of this time, I've been married now almost 10 years. Almost 10 years and like no one told me this woman brewed her own beer. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So when it, when I was reading through the script and, and you had brought that up, I was just like, oh, so she's more than she's more than the writer badass. She's like a badass badass. She's yeah, like, yeah. And uh, the funny part was when I, I started looking into it, I was like, wait, that seems like so bizarre. Like, why is Jane Austen brewing her own fucking beer? That's so weird. 
Yeah, no, it turns out that all alcohol, and I, I love this, all alcohol are girly drinks. Because for over 4,000 years, women have been the one making alcohol. Women were making the beer for 4,000 years, particularly where Jane Austen is from. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I mean... I love that though. Cause like, let's reclaim alcohol. Let's do it. <laughs> you also like, I love whiskey. I'm not gonna lie. Whiskey is my favorite. Whiskey's a ten out of ten. Bourbon. Yep. Um, and if you if I'm in a bar, odds are I'm I'm gonna be drinking whiskey because I like whiskey. But right. I always hated like this idea of girly drinks because like for example, uh, let's see, uh, what's it called a, a lemon head. Uh, a friend of mine mentioned how a lemon head was like a a girly drink and i'm like mm -hmm. girly or not it's fucking delicious and i'm gonna drink with the fuck out please thank you like what the hell and then to find out that nah all alcohol is tactically girly drinks because it was made by right. women it was meant to be something that was done in the home like it's just phenomenal to me i love it <laughs> well and it's funny that you, you mentioned that idea of like um like the colorful, you know, drinks being girly drinks and then beer being the man's man drink. But then yeah. it's funny because I see um, every once in a while on like my For You page somewhere will be this, I think it's a Tumblr post talking about how like, oh, your beer is a man drink. Okay, well, you have five of those and get the same amount of drunk that I'll get in one. But I go off. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, we're here for it. <laughs> I'm going to save money with my fruity ass drink over there and you can drink a shoot ton of beers and be full. Do you? <laughs> I don't know. And yeah. it's just, it's such an interesting, just like the, the stigma that we've allowed um, people <clears throat> to <laughs> create around frilly, colorful drinks when really it's yeah. just like, there's a lot of alcohol in these things. Like, right? Let's be like, real. <laughs> like, okay, have you ever had a Long Island iced tea? I have. I have a very weird question. When you first drank in a Long Island iced tea, did you know it was only alcohol? That there is nothing in that besides alcohol? I did not. I drank only about three of them until someone pointed it out. Only because I didn't have a Long Island iced tea until I completed my bartender training right before I, right around when I turned 21. And so yeah. in the bartender training, because a Long Island is such a classic drink, we learned all of the different measurements and then that there's a splash of Coke on top to make the color look like tea. Um, yeah. Also, then to get a little personal, uh, <laughs> maybe a little too personal, um, I also found out that my um, sperm donor, uh, if you will, um, was a very big fan of of Long Island iced teas, um, but that potentially, apparently, he may not have been aware that they were all alcohol because he supposedly very um, proudly in court uh, mentioned how yeah I have three or four with dinner every time we go out. I'm not a oh, fuck like bestie. I mean, like good for me, but like bestie like <laughs> so yeah. you know it's just like i don't it's 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 amusing to me to, to when i when i really kind of look at it now that i've you know i'm 28 now right so i've been drinking for like seven years um but really like yeah, take a look at the for like three 
<laughs> well, uh, I was I had like a two to three year period where I was like hardcore threw off my goody two shoes and I was in the bars all the time. And then uh, I started getting really bad hangovers and I was like, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> so now I drink yeah. very casually, very socially. <laughs> like I, uh, I don't get hangovers at all. Um, I also have a very, very natural high tolerance. I didn't start yeah. drinking until I was 29. Uh, I drew my first time I got drunk was literally six days before my 30th birthday. You know, I'm 32. Like, right, right, right. Um, but not uh, very similar. And, you know, I finally was able to drink. You know, some trauma was preventing that. I was able to right. do it. And then I ended up hurting a friend of mine and she called me out about it. She was like, yo, you've been doing this. You're avoiding something and you know you can't be doing that. You've got to figure right. that shit out. And uh, I did. And uh, funny enough, I can't actually get drunk anymore. Like, obviously, I physically Sheesh. can't. If I drink right, enough, right. I will. But uh, right. no, nah, I can't. I can't drink the way I used to. Like I can, right. I can have a drink or two, like maybe three, maybe four. Yeah. But that's yeah. going to be over the course of like two or three hours. Before, mm-hmm. like I went. Uh, check, check, what's that check. movie that just came out? <laughs> the Green Knight. The it was terrible. Yeah, of me, Helena, oh, the and one a friend of ours went. Based on like an Arthurian legend, that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't know what that movie is about. I ended up passing out in the movie theater because I was too tired because I hadn't slept. But um, it's literally like noon, and me and like I was like, "Yo, you should drink with me." And my friend was like, "Uh, okay." And so she decides, "I'll definitely try to keep up with him." We drank oh, no. five. Well, she drank five shots within fifteen minutes. She was fucking like drunk. I took another shot because she was like, "I'm done. I'm I'm over." I'm like, all right, I'll take a sixth one. I take a sixth one. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to go. And she's like, "Are you not drunk?" I was like, "No." <laughs> She's like, how much do you drink? I'm like, I don't know. Depends on the mood I'm in. But you Like, what do you That's mean? Fair. She's like, do you drink every day? No. Do you drink like once a week? Sometimes. Usually it's like once every two weeks or something. And she's like, how are you drinking like this? Right. Um, but I have a fun story for you. Uh, the sperm donor thing. Uh, very similar uh, for me. Um, but I once, uh, I asked my mom about it, you know, about my father and, uh, she told me the story of how they met and it was in a bar and apparently I was conceived in a car. Um, great to tell your son. Um, but the funny part was she was telling me that she was really drunk and off Harvey Wallbanger. And I was like, so what you're saying is Harvey Wallbanger. Harvey's my father. And she's like, what? How? How does that make sense? And I was like, oh, well, Harvey fucked your judgment, so you fucked my father. And she was like, you know what? That, that fucking works, man. Oh, I'll no. fucking say that. <laughs> All right. Um, let's pause here. We'll come back to this uh, okay. when we're done. And... Greetings, esteemed listeners. It is I, Jane Austen, inviting you to immerse yourself in the world of eloquence and intellect. Join myself and the remarkable host, Richard, on the Mind of Sanity podcast as we embark on a delightful conversation that traverses both literature and gender equality. 
Together, we shall unravel the intricacies of societal norms, delve into the triumphs and challenges of women's roles, and revel in the timeless power of storytelling. Prepare to be captivated by the profound insights of the past, woven seamlessly with the realities of the present, as we embark on a journey of enlightenment and inspiration. Only on the Mind of Sanity podcast. All right, and we are recording again. I just want to point out that I'm going to put like a 30 seconds something in the middle of these two recordings for the before and the after. And it's got like a 30 second intermission that was actually like an hour. <laughs> nice. uh, which actually works out because that actually, that means we're averaging about an hour, hour and a half. Um, for all of it, like for the actual recording to be done. Right. Anything that happens after that, I don't give a shit because my job's done. Um, but anyway, um, what did you think? That was interesting. It was fun. I definitely, like, you know, it's one of those things where um, I, just as an actor in general, have always wanted to sort of um, branch out into voice acting just as a whole and so just when you when you messaged me about this it was definitely an exciting idea um just because i just had the opportunity to kind of play with something you know what i mean yeah um, no, so it was kind of a liberating experience i really enjoyed it it was hard but it was fun hard you know yeah yeah um yeah no it's 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 a blast i don't understand what it is like even for me like my lines are so short. I think mm -hmm. of everything I've written so far, I think the most I say all at once is actually probably in the Jane Austen one. It's that like paragraph almost that I say. That's as long as it gets for me. Uh, but for me, on the other hand, like listening to someone else read the words that I wrote um, mm -hmm. and bring the character to life, even though like Jane Austen is obviously a real person, it's still like just really fun to hear and hearing people like when uh, like you recording or when, uh, you know, Sean did Dracula, it was really fun to actually like hear you and him like actually enjoy yourself. Like, mm -hmm. you, like the idea is it's like, okay. So a lot of the reasons I have so many weird jokes in them, like uh, me playing uh, chess with death, drinking a cider with uh, that, by the way, is a real company. The two, two uh, town cider house. Um, and I'm going to be tagging them in Instagram so they can see that, Hey, I mentioned you. Um, but anyway, no, you know, like, um, me sharing a beer with, uh, Jane Austen, uh, like all of that is just really fun. And, um, like Mark Twain, when I finally record that we, he was a big fan of whiskey. I'm a big fan of whiskey. So I enjoy a thing of whiskey with him. And it's like a way to just kind of poke fun at what I'm doing is a little ridiculous. And it's right. just so fucking fun to like make these people almost more human while just still standing in awe of what they are and who they are. So. Right. No, absolutely. And I think, um, I think you do a really fantastic job. Like I, you know, I'm a writer as well. Right. And so I tend, I pride myself on my ability to write dialogue, but I also, don't necessarily write this kind of dialogue right so it's always really impressive to me when i can look at something like this and be like oh yeah no that's how people speak you yeah. know what i mean yeah like, so i will i do want to point out just a little bit um 
So when it comes to these specifically, uh, the ones that are like Jane Austen, William Shakespeare, there's 100%. I do want to point out, like, I wrote what I wanted, like, what was important. Uh, then I AI for like, hey, rewrite this how Jane Austen would say it. Like, to give it that more... Oh, that's so fun! That more, like, Jane Austen feel. Um, Mark right. was actually really cool to do that with because uh, it gets real. Like, I've never heard AI self-deprecate as much as when they did with fucking Mark Swain, which is great. Um, but yeah, like, no, like, that was... Uh, I do want to admit, I did do that. Uh, I write what I want, and then I will do whatever I need to do to get the message and, like, how it needs to be. So... Right. Well, and I think that that's such a clever way of using AI, right? And, and you know, AI and chat GPT and whatever, there's, there's the whole controversy around that. And actually, it would be interesting to see you write something about that, because that, like, from the point of view of an AI, I don't know. But anyway. But that like, actually is the last the controversy. episode. Uh, is a Let's little bit go. Back to that. The last episode that was posted, I should take down and redo my own lines, uh, is actually uh, Maria. Uh, the specifically robot Maria from the movie and book Metropolis. Oh, uh, interesting. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, so fun. Um, I one of the reasons I want to re-redo it though is actually there's a bit to that that's just so funny to me, in like a very dark sense of humor kind of way, and that is um, okay. So, um, the book was written by uh, her name was uh, Theo von Harbor. Okay. Mm -hmm. the screen the, the movie was directed mm -hmm. by uh, what's his name uh, fuck uh, I think his last what is it? Uh, I think it's Fritz Lang I think that's okay. if I'm right uh, unfortunately I might be wrong but either way uh, the screenplay was written by both of them okay they okay. were married the book came out in 1926 the movie came out in 1927 uh, this is why I was able to do it, because the movie actually just hit into the public domain. Um, oh, and so what's really interesting is their divorce in 1932. So Metropolis is a German movie. Okay. wonder why they could have gotten divorced in 1932 in Germany. Well, um... Fritz Lang was like, hey, that Nazi party, fuck them, they assholes, I'm deucing the fuck out of here, I'm going to Hollywood. And he does, he leaves, he goes to Hollywood. But he divorces his wife first. Now, there are multiple reasons to this, uh, one of which is infidelity on one or both of their parts. It, it varies on, like, kind of like, she did, but it was more because he was doing it, like, kind of narrative, mm, but... Right, right, um, right. That's why polyamory's better. Anyway, um... Fair. She's German, and so is he. Um, they're in Germany in 1932. He's leaving because of the Nazi party. And she's like, you know what? These guys, they're uh, they're making some sense. Now, what's oh, funny... No. Hold on, hold on. The funny part to me in this is her husband, Fritz Lang, is ethically Jewish. So you have a, like, his mother was Jewish. Um, and, oh. like, you have a husband who is ethically Jewish, Jewish, and you, you join the Nazi party. And keep in mind, like, this isn't like, you know, so I was telling somebody this, and they were like, oh, well, it was like the early 30s. I'm like, the bitch was making movies 
throughout the 40s in Germany. And the only way to do that was to make Nazi propaganda films because the Nazis controlled the movie industry at the time. Like, once they take over, they take over the movie industry and all movies that come out between, like, 1938 and 1945 are all Nazi propaganda, and she has her name on multiple of them. She wrote a ton of them. Like, you can't say that she was just, you know, in the beginning getting brainwashed. She was with it the whole time they were committing active acts of genocide. Um, And I just find that, A, awful, and just B, like, how did that conversation go? Like, how did that conversation go? What I want to know. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you had fun, though. It's just a blast. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I, it was, it was, it, you know, I'm always down to play some more, eventually, if you ever have more characters. Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> try always out different voices, things. you know. Message me, anyone you're interested in. I will try to keep you informed. I have a lot of women friends, uh. So, for example, uh, I have my friend, uh, I don't want to say their name because they're not on the podcast. At, I don't know what they want to be called or anything. Uh, but she will be playing Satan, uh, her partner, um, who is non-binary, uh, will be playing uh, Baphomet. And I have another friend who is going to be playing, once I write it, uh, Eileen Wernos. Possibly, I may cut that one and ask her someone else. The issue being, Satan was already a lot because it goes over some stuff. Particularly, I have to have a trigger warning for that episode. Um, right. And Eileen Wernos, I don't. There, there's no way to tell her story without that very topic coming up. Right. And right. I, if it was like way spread apart, maybe, but it won't be. It'll be maybe a month, maybe mm. two. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know if I want to write that anyway. Cause it's like so much, so much on me to write it. It's very difficult to go into those and, and go into a place with like where I'm talking about that for long periods of time. Uh, and right. so I'm just not a fan. Uh, I might contact her and just like, Hey, who else you want to do? Uh, I, right. I'm sure she'll understand. Uh, but no, I have like a lot of uh, women friends who, who are, have agreed. So uh, but yeah, no, I'm 100%. Like 100%. If there's someone else you want to do, let me know. I I will write. If you want to write the script too, like the only thing I ask is let me read it first. Um, sure. Uh, and stuff <laughs> like that. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm so down. Like hell yeah. Um, but so we're running out of time a little bit. Um, no worries. Uh, I want to give you the opportunity if you would like to promote yourself. Now is the time, and I'm well aware that we had a whole conversation about how self-promotion is hard. <laughs> well, um, I suppose my self-promotion is, hi, I'm Mama Kitty. Um, I am currently a full-time content creator, um, mostly residing on Twitch, where I stream a variety of the games. Um, and then I you know, post clips and do little skits and stuff on TikTok. Um, I've been branching out into Instagram a little bit more, all under the name Mama Kitty. Um, we have a lot of fun. We scream a lot. We sing a lot. We just get real weird. So you know, come by on Twitch sometime. I stream every... Um, Usually, I try to stream every Tuesday through Friday and Sundays. Um, so come check me out. I'd love to have you. And then we can chat about whatever. Cats, books, cats. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I hope to see you guys there. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I'll have to, we'll definitely have to get you to message me if you have like link tree or a bunch of links so I can put them in the description. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I will tag you on like Instagram and anything else you want to. Perfect. Uh, I also, it will also be on TikTok so I can do that too. Um, cool. Anyway, yeah. Is there anything else you want to say? Anything? Thank you for having me. Hell yeah. No, thank <laughs> this you was so a lot much of for fun. doing this, right? <laughs> oh, it's a blast. I love it. All right. We're going to. Doses. Wait, where's Fen? Ah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs>